Welcome to the Sex Magic Podcast, where we explore the connections between sexuality and spirituality, the various cultures and traditions of sex magic, and conversations about everything in between, led by a coven of curious modern witches. If you'd like to follow us on social media, our Instagram is Sex Magic Podcast, our website is sexmagicpodcast.com, and if you want to send us an email, sexmagicpodcast at gmail.com. Today, we are going to be celebrating the summer solstice, the energy of summer, and chatting about playful sex. I'm really excited to dive into this episode because I feel like we have done a lot of episodes about shadow work and BDSM and you know, <laughs> we really went like deep and now let's like, let's keep it light. Let's enjoy. Let's talk about playful sex. And I am here with my babe co-hosts, Isabella. That's me. <laughs> Shady here. Coming at you remote with the quarantine vibes. <laughs> Thanks so, for bearing with us, everyone. <laughs> yes, seriously. <laughs> um, so, yeah, when you guys suggested this episode, I was a bit like, whoa, okay, playful sex. This is... Uh, a topic I haven't really thought about in quite a while. So what even is playful sex? Mm, I love that. Yeah. So for me, the, the thing I think of, and, and I have, um, uh, shit, now I'm having a brain fart. Uh, what's it called? Uh, synesthesia. So I don't know if this is like an element of this, but I think of sex in colors, different types mm. of sex are different colors to me. Um, so that's a, a, tip or technique that I've used in my client sessions as well to visualize like what type of color does a specific sexual energy have so for me playful sex is usually in the realm of like yellow orange pink sex Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's my description of playful sex from my synesthesia self those are the colors of rainbow sherbet ice cream and I dig that (laughs) Yeah, I think, at least for me, more than anything, play is an attitude rather than like a specific activity because, you know, it's all about just cultivating a mindset of openness and spontaneity and seeking out novelty. And that's what I really enjoy in sex. So I think it's very easy for couples to go from having this playful attitude in the beginning, you know, kind of flirty into moving into a bit of sexual predictability, which is understandable, you know, when you're you're not just sharing your bodies, you're also sharing your lives. And I think this is where we can fall into kind of an intercourse or nothing approach where couples are either having sex or doing nothing at all. And then that kind of leads to limited affection outside of sex where we lose some of that excitement. So yes, Mm. (laughs) let's take penetration off the pedestal. Mm -hmm. Amen. Uh, Yeah, you know, when I think of playful sex, I think of my inner child. Mm. And I really like to bring, I don't think innocence is the right word, but that energy of the inner child that's just so like delicate and light and kind of like that, like feeling of a blossom about to like Mm. bud. I think of in BDSM, some of the things that we can explore, such as getting in touch with our little, um, to be really playful and fun. And, you know, I think there's a lot of, uh, there's this weird, like, 
negative connotations surrounding certain taboos and kink. And I feel as though we don't need to make things bad or good. Like indulging in little play can be playful and fun and it can be sexy and it can be, uh, you know, exploring the the various realms of our uh, psyche. Um, and so I think indulging in uh, mental play in sex is is where I feel the most playful um and I'm a Gemini so that makes sense (laughs) (laughs) yeah I love that idea of like more of the innocence and curiosity bringing that energy back to sex like so for some people that may be littles or DDLG or any of this like little caregiver feels like too much of a reach for them sexually just reconnecting with the feeling of And again, like sex magic is all energy. So we're just talking about energy here. The energy of being really curious and really innocent. One of the things that I like about any type of like little space type play is the idea of what if I didn't have all of the sexual baggage that I have from like Mm. hearing shitty stuff from either like past partners or stuff I've absorbed from the media and like, yeah, we can definitely and probably should do work on our shadows and our shame and unpacking that. But I think sometimes it's nice to almost kind of like shortcut that work in a way and just connect into that like really playful, joyous, curious space. Yes, a hundred percent. And I feel like playful sex is indulging in pleasure without feeling the shame just like what feels good in this moment and how can I be curious about that and explore. Um, Seeing it more of like a journey rather than destination. Totally. Yeah. It's yeah. Like you said, it's, it's not like leading to a specific goal. It's just like bouncing around fun energy, which is so summer vibes right now. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Like if I was going to give it, a a sort of short sentence if I was going to describe it I would say that feels good now what right Mm. like so just connecting in with your pleasure and then checking in to see like what what do you want next what would feel good like you're just like improv yeah yes Yes. oh my god yes that's such a great point shady though because like sometimes our partner might say oh it would be really fun and exciting for me to do bondage with you and that's actually a no for you but if you just say no it shuts down the whole sexual encounter so you can say yeah Mm. so using that yes and concept I think really taps into the playfulness so that we can instead say okay well bondage specifically is a no but what about that would feel exciting to you is it the feeling Mm. of being in control? Is it the feeling of surrender? Is it actually the sensation of the rope? And then your end comes for how can we meet that need in a different way? So it stays playful and it stays engaged and connected rather than just like shut down. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I mean, going back to improvisation, I also feel like playful sex is just so relevant for role-playing. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think of this one experience, probably one of the very few role-playing experiences I've had where uh, we did Harry Potter role play. That's so yes. fun. Oh my, wait, which characters did you do? Um, well, I'm a Hufflepuff, obviously. So I think it was just like, uh, like Snape and Hufflepuff. Uh, 
Yeah, so that was fun. Silly times. <laughs> but yeah, I suppose like we're all in very different uh, places romantically right now. I'm single and both of you are in partnerships. <laughs> That's me. Part so, I mean, I'm sure all of our listeners have their own, uh, you know, we're all in different places, not just in, um, you know, relationships, but also in quarantine and what that looks like for, for your sex life or for your, um, you know, romantic energy right now. So how can we explore playful sex? When we are either single or together or with multiple people or asexual. I just feel like there's so much to explore and there's so many uh, variations that we can dive into. Yeah. I think my first tip would be a really creative one, which is sort of what I was touching on earlier with the colors is grab some paints or some pencils or whatever art supplies you might have. Or if you don't have that, maybe you can print out like a color wheel and then just like free form right next to each color what comes up for you when you think about that so you can start creating those associations because maybe you know those colors I mentioned earlier of like yellow orange and pink and their specific shades of those colors um they feel really playful to me and in different ways so that can be like a really fun tool to start exploring your feelings about different types of sex so maybe like dark red or crimsony color feels like really sensual connected sex that's a little bit edgy like might have a bit of edge play in it and then maybe black is really kinky or maybe free yellow is really kinky so then connecting with that you can start understanding the different energies that sex can have so that you can really enjoy and relish in the playful ones. But I think we can also bring playfulness into every flavor of sex. That's just one fun mm. framework that people, regardless of how they might be partnered or not, or if they're quarantined with someone or not, they can start experimenting and playing with this idea. Mm -hmm. I feel like also too, for couples, incorporating games can be really fun. Yeah. A little competitiveness. So I feel like maybe something like strip poker or even, I don't know if this is really a game, but Naughty Dice. Have you guys ever used what those? What is that? Like, they're just at like Spencer's Gifts where they have like different dice and they have like an action on one dice and then like a, mm. or die, and then a body part on the other one. But if you just have okay. normal dice, you can just make your own legend. Like, you know, it could be like kiss wrist or Ooh. caress this body part I and not that. focusing on necessarily genital areas but you know just kind of touching and feeling good I have something to add to the dice thing <laughs> off of that. so my last DS dynamic I had uh every week we would roll the dice and however whatever the number was that we rolled was how many times I could orgasm that week Ooh. Very I like fun. that Very question. Not fun. <laughs> yes. Is this how many times you could orgasm or how many times you must orgasm? Well, I mean, I'm an, uh, I'm eager to orgasm. So I was just like, ah, I need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, however many you, you must or could, mm. I suppose that could be up to interpretation. Um. <laughs> I think I'd like it as must because it's like good incentivizing to prioritize mm. pleasure. Yes, definitely. Good that there's no <laughs> zero on a dice. <laughs> but if you just get one, it's not cool. 
Yeah. Another good one is like writing down different fantasies or sexual acts or things that you enjoy doing that you would find really fun and playful and maybe something you're a bit shy to share with your partner and then rolling them up or folding them up and putting them in a jar. And then you can like every week to have some playtime, you can just pull one out each and then do them. That's really fun. And you can do that long distance too. I love involving all these different games. That's so exciting. (laughs) And like, you know, as a recently single gal, I feel like you could do the same uh, for yourself. Like if you had a jar for you to explore. And for me, playful sex is a lot about exploration and and investigation of myself, um, at least right now. And so for me, what I've been doing as I'm navigating a, you know, sexual evolution, I feel where it's some things that I used to feel aroused by aren't anymore. I'm trying to figure out like, okay, what is going to excite me now? So going online and just kind of letting your, you know, curiosities lead you to your passions. So if you want to read some literotica, that's like a new kind of smut, Yes. Um, yes. yes. <laughs> or maybe like trying a new kind of porn. I recently discovered something I'm not into, but was a very interesting kind of porn, which is vor. What is it is called? Yeah, I don't vor, know. V O R E. I've never heard of that. How is that possible? So, uh, <laughs> actually, it's quite fascinating. I am not interested in it, but it's very uh, cool. So it's cannibalism, but more specifically, not like getting eaten, like, you know, gory, bloody stuff, but it's kind of like honey. Mm-hmm. I shrunk the kids. Oh yeah. It's like often giant like, test stuff, but they ate them. Yeah. Like where you're like, you pick up this tiny little like miniature person and you either like put them in your panties or you just eat them. And it's kind of bizarre. And cool and I just love exploring all the different facets of people's sexuality so that's playful sex to me it's just like expanding my mind (laughs) I love that I've seen that before in my like anime exploits but and I at the same as you I've sort of watched it to be like hmm I wonder if this will turn me on and I think that's such a fun element of playful sex too of just being curious and and exploring with non-judgment and just observation Mm. like what turns you on I've watched so many different videos or read different stories just to see if it turns me on there's that old joke where you're like on a kink forum or a facebook group <laughs> and you scroll down you're like oh that's disgusting and then you scroll back up wait am i turned on by that <laughs> you need to check i can't remember what the law is i think it's like law 34 or something you can think it there's a porn for it ah, for sure <laughs> sometimes my partner and I like play that as a game like not really sexual just playful where like we'll we'll say a random word or series of words and then see if we can find a porn for it Mm. picnic elves (laughs) dishwashing nuns like just putting two different words together that don't make sense it's quite fun I'm very into dishwashing nuns that sounds great (laughs) I mean nun stuff is hard (laughs) I went to a catholic girls school so I'm into it So I feel, I feel as though maybe this is a challenging time for us to be playful, especially with the pandemic and what's going on in the world. And there's a lot of uncertainty um, economically and socially. And, you know, it's just, it's a really interesting and challenging time. 
So, you know, finding space for playful sex can maybe be hard right now. However, I think it could be exciting to challenge ourselves to find space for playfulness, even in a pandemic. Um, But, you know, let's talk about whether sex should always be playful, what kinds of sex we experience, what we usually reach for. Um, Yeah. Before we jump into that, I just want to touch on what you just said of like the pandemic, because I think that's a really important thing to say. And um, Mm -hmm. one of the things I've been either teaching my clients who are newer to working with me or reminding previous clients who work with me for a while of is that we tend to have, there tends to be two different arousal styles, which are spontaneous and responsive. Do you both know about this already? Mm -mm. Oh, cool. Mm, I don't think so. So in general, people that are male tend to, not always, tend to fall into a more of a responsive arousal style. And people that are female tend to, oh, sorry, spontaneous. I'm speaking of myself. The spontaneous arousal style, the female people tend to fall into a more responsive one. So that's particularly challenging for female folk who are single or having issues with sex with their partner because we're used to developing arousal and desire the technical, like the words are arousal here, but it's actually desire um, as a response to something. So Mm -hmm. right now also understanding the role that stress plays in sex. And if you want to know more about that, listen to my solo episode from last season Mm -hmm. that this time of pandemic is a, is a pretty low desire time for, for many folks, except for the minority of people which is usually based on the studies 30 percent or less who find stress to increase their arousal and desire so it's very important that we create space and containers to explore sex at this time so that we can actually give ourselves something to respond to Mm. so if you want to have sex but you don't you want to want to have sex let me put it that way if you want to want to have sex particularly at a time like this, it is so important to create those containers to give yourself the opportunity to want that. So first doing something that helps lower and relax the nervous system and then creating something that feels more fun and playful is probably going to create a bit more sexual relevance for your system so that you can actually get into some of that arousal and desire. So scheduling sex is great, particularly for people who are energetic blueprints, gives them something to look forward to and feel that anticipation, building desire and arousal. If you're more of a visual person and you're not so stimulated by energy and anticipation, grab a sex sex toy you love and put it out somewhere where you're going to notice it all the time so that it excites you and it gives you something Mm -hmm. to respond to. You know, if you're very mental, read some erotica, make time to read the erotica. It doesn't mean that you have to have sex with yourself or with a partner, but it's so important to give yourself and schedule and commit to that time if you want to want to have sex right now. And if you don't want to want to have sex, that's totally fucking valid. We're living through a pandemic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I think too, trying to feel maybe sexier earlier in the day, at least for me, like I'm getting more and more scheduled with quarantine. And I feel like I wake up, I do work like all day during the night, I'm just watching movies. And then by the end, I have like no sexual energy whatsoever. So I feel like maybe trying to break out of routine, maybe trying stuff and different places, like maybe in the bathtub, you know, if you normally are just in the bedroom, just something to break the cycle of stress. 
That's mm. such a good suggestion. We need to create these things that register as sexually relevant for us right now because a lot of things aren't reading that way. That's such a great tip. I'm definitely going to try that, Shady. Um, yeah, I also feel as though we can engage in playful sexual energy if we're not feeling called to have any sort of like sexual interactions right now. Um, I've definitely been feeling that way for a bit. And, you know, a part of me wants to fight it, but the other part of me is just like, eh, maybe taking a break is a good thing. Maybe I need to focus on healing. And I think healing can be playful. Um, so, you know, there are other ways to explore your sexual energy through um, creativity, um, exploring uh, a creative hobby that you haven't worked with and bring some playfulness to that. You can always be exploratory with how you paint watercolor, which is mm. so connected to the sacral chakra, um, you know, but if you are interested in invoking more uh, sexual energy and you're one of those people like Bella said who wants to want to have sex I highly suggest uh, drinking Damiana tea mm. because it is a really really safe beautiful aphrodisiac that in my opinion is the herb of playful sex she always wants to party um, and I just suggested it to someone who was experiencing this and so uh, yeah she just came through mm. I'm gonna drink some tonight that's a great suggestion. Also, um, two of the tools that have really helped me in my life have been uh, dance and self-portraits as a way to like connect in and play with my sexual energy without being having sex with myself or someone else. Mm. Particularly dance to be able to like breathe and move and gyrate and feel really sexy. Yeah, so good. and that's such a great way to deal with stress right now. That's what I did last night when I was like feeling kind of anxious. It was just like, okay, Rosalia, help me out. We are dancing. <laughs> so good. Yeah, we I need did to put a- together that playlist. <gasps> yeah. The sexy songs. Oh my God. We should definitely do that for this episode. That would be so fun. Yeah. The other day I just spontaneously was dancing in the morning and I had a bunch of ones uh, in my office because I in erotic in motion, the class or circle or workshop, whatever you want to call it, that I teach usually on Fridays online. Um, we throw money and affirmation cards at each other for goddess worship, which is so fun and definitely something mm-hmm. you can do on your own as well. Um, and I just started listening to all of my favorite money magic songs and I just grabbed the ones. And as I was dancing for myself in the mirror, I was like throwing the ones up into the air and then getting on the ground, <laughs> sliding around them. And it was so fun and so sexy and playful. I love that. I really want to do that. I'm probably going to, I'll try to join this week for it's so fun. In motion. Yeah. Another thing that kind of came to me is, you know, teas. Teas mm. is one of my most favorite yeah. ways to play with sexual energy. And you can do that with yourself or you can do it with a partner. Um, but how can we bring the teas to a quarantine? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oh God, I love you. I'm your dad. <laughs> oh, what a fun question. I have to think about that. I think sexting is a good one, eh? Mm-hmm. I think we forget about sexting. One of the things that I always tell my clients who are in relationships is make a separate email address and just use that email address for sexting. 
Because sometimes you'll be in the middle of working and you get a text from your partner that's a bit sexy, but it's just like you're not in the right space to receive that. So instead, what if you get a text that says, hey, check your sexy email. And then when you have the time and space and you're ready to receive it, you can go and check the email. And that's also like a fun way to create a little bit of, um, you can do different erotic personas and do archetype work in there. You can even have like a pretend affair with your partner. There's so much fun stuff you can do. People forget about that, whether you live together or separate. Fuck. Or you can have the email address but write erotica together. So you write one paragraph and then your partner writes next and you just switch back and forth. It's really fun. Um, I don't know if this still exists, but do you guys remember Chat Roulette? Yeah. And like Omegle. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I used to love talking to strangers and like teasing strangers. So I feel like that could be a fun quarantine thing if that still exists. Like flash your, you know, flash your boobs if you feel like frisky. That is fun. That's also fun to do with like a bunch of friends, I guess not so much in quarantine, but yeah. Um, I'm wondering how you could use the tease a bit more for like solo sex too. Mm. you could hide sex toys around the house that's fun sometimes you sort of forget where you hid them put one in the laundry hamper and then when you open up you go oh who's flirting with me (laughs) also a strip tease is a fantastic way to connect to your body and to connect to your own sexuality I find that I like to dance in front of a mirror and seduce myself Mm. So if you want to do that as a single person, or even if you are in a partnership, do a striptease for yourself. And you can also dedicate the striptease to a specific goddess and bring some like goddess worship into it. Um, Invoke like the energy of Venus or uh, Isis, whoever you feel called to, and maybe they'll come dance through you and you'll move in that specific way so that'd be fun mm, that is so fun yeah like or connecting it with like playful fae and pixie energy and like can you dance outside naked in the dark you know yes 100 yes <laughs> lick honey off each other oh. or off yourself i miss people i miss people too <laughs> I don't want to lick honey off of someone. <laughs> you can lick it off of the little person in the four thing, right? <laughs> I don't know that's how <laughs> That's like the only kink you can't really indulge IRL. That's not the only kink you can't indulge IRL. <laughs> well, no, 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 for sure. But no, that's physically not possible. <laughs> that's true. I know what you mean. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so many visuals. The first one that came to me, like, you would think it would have been, like, incest or something, but the first thing that came to me was, like, dragon and, um, like, velociraptor porn. Wow. I love that kind of stuff is so interesting and also kind of hot. I'm into Mm -hmm. it. There's that company that makes... um, Mad Dragon? Yes. Yeah, they make those super cool... Sex tools that are... Dildos and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they have... um, come loop and some of them ha- the dildos i i'm acting like i know more about this than i do i know a lot about it um some of their dildos have ho- like a hole through them 
and you can get like a pump and fill it with this like cum lube so you can fuck someone with like a dragon dick and then fucking not on them and my gay ass self really wants to know what it feels like to come on someone <laughs> so like i want to get one of them more realistic human dicks and experience that this is a real wow. tangent in my gender queer queerness <laughs> wow i also heard they have um uh sex dragon bad dragon sex toys where you can implant a dragon egg yes and that's then you have to birth it out which yeah. is really cool make him out of gelatin like the yoni egg but Elise dragons yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of cool stuff. What are some experiences we've had that we could share that are playful sex that we feel comfortable sharing? I'm thinking of this one experience I had with this guy where we weren't dating or anything. We were just kind of talking. I went over to his place and we didn't have sex, but we just kept kind of edging and teasing each other for like hours on end. And it was a very organic flow. So we'd be like making out on the couch and then we'd be like cooking food in the corner and eating and then just going back to kind of dancing with each other and then like wrestling each other and kind of being the shit oh, out of each other. That's hot. And then just like watching a movie. So I really liked how it was just very free form and we weren't, like neither of us were like, oh yeah, this is what we're trying to do. We were just very much in the flow. So I loved that. It was great. That's so fun. I cannot handle your sexual exploits. And I just, I'm just oh, <laughs> someone that loves the tease and anticipation. These stories just destroy me. <laughs> I think like my most, that was the thing that comes to mind quickest, I would say. Uh, for playful sex is a time that my partner, my current partner, my current primary partner, um, blindfolded me and tied me up to the bed. We have uh, like under bed restraint system, which is so fun. If anyone wants that, I highly recommend it. 10 out of 10. So then you can just cuff your partner and just cl- like clip them in with a carabiner instead of doing a full tie mm-hmm. or using bondage tape or anything like that. Um, so I was blindfolded, cuffed up. And then they just had fun just trying out all different impact toys on me and making me rate them. Um, and it's, it's kind of a spin off of a game that I often give clients called the impact game. But essentially all it is, is you just hit someone in different types of ways, consensually, of course, and you have the partner rate it on either one to five or one to 10. Um, and it, it's great because it gives the top, the person dispensing the blows, really great information on what the bottom likes and how they enjoy to be here. And as the bottom, particularly someone that's blindfolded, it was so fun. I was laughing hysterically for so much of it and shrieking in pain. But in between my shrieks, I was just hysterically laughing because it was so like fun and funny to me. And I'm a really like tough sub to break. Like I don't like to for my top to know that I'm in pain. So I'm, I wish that this is a video recording for Alice and not just a uh, audio because I'm there so straight face like, and they're just hitting me, hitting me. But meanwhile, on the inside, I'm like, the next blow is going to be like the one I can't take. No, don't let them see you crack. So then I'm laughing about how ridiculous I am. And it was just so much fun. Like it was just such a fun day. That is so fun. Yeah, that's a really nice release. And I feel like people forget that, you know, sex can be really funny at times, you know, and it's okay to just have that release and be like, wait, 
everything even if it doesn't work out like it's still just fun to explore exactly and like that's the thing I love about playful sex is like we need to remember that you can make mistakes in sex and that's okay as long as you can Mm -hmm. talk about it and be like hey I didn't like when you did that and then you're like cool that's awesome information if we go into sex thinking it's not okay to make mistakes you're gonna have such boring stressful sex Oh my gosh. So Mm -hmm. true. And I, I really like the sexual like mishaps that can happen because it just, it brings you back down to earth and you're like, okay, we're just silly humans (laughs) bumping together. Like that's what's happening right now. Like I remember one time, like, I think this was one of my first times I had a boy over when I was like 16, 17 and I had silky satin sheets Mm. and he accidentally like tossed me on the bed, but like I slip and slide it off. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) <laughs> and it was so funny, but it was also really painful. You just come right back down to earth. It's just like, oh, that well, is so funny. Is not sexy. But <laughs> you have to have a laugh. If you can't have a laugh, it's like, oh, it's just yeah. awkward. I think like it always <laughs> makes me laugh, you know, when you're, it definitely happens to me more in different positions. But like, if you're, if you have a pussy and it's kind of taking on a lot of air, from certain positions, <laughs> and then my partner will yank me to the edge of the bed and flip me over. And then my, freaking pussy just lets out like the longest most ridiculous fart <laughs> and I always go that was my pussy not my butt and then we just laugh hysterically for ages but they just like get straight back into it you know mm-hmm. yeah not that it's <laughs> bad to back. fart from your butt but I'm just I like to have the distinction of which it was <laughs> sex can be playful it can be serious it can be uh emotional spiritual and it can be all of those things all at the same time. Yes. I think it's uh, it's important to remember that sexual energy is life force energy. And really, we're just connecting with that part of ourselves when we engage in sex and with sex magic. Um, and speaking of sex magic, I suppose we could maybe offer like one or two tips for sex magic practices to invoke playfulness or to be playful with those practices. I feel like we've shared a lot, but maybe there's like a, a, lot a ritual. Of tips on this episode. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. The thing that came to mind for me when I was thinking about this of like how, cause I've never, I have to say, I've never consciously thought I'm going to do some sex magic and with the element <laughs> of playfulness. So it's a fun question. Um, the thing that came to me actually was thinking of setting a particular intention, whether that's to, cause I think the intention of just bringing more joy and playfulness to sex is an awesome one. So let's say that's your intention, but then doing a little bit of candle magic and you would want to use a body safe candle and infusing your intention into the candle and then doing some play and teas, dripping it onto your partner or each other. There's also great candle, um, company that I'll put we can put in the show notes because they have these beautiful candles um they're called mod that melts onto your skin into massage oil so that makes it an even more fun time but I like the colorful body candles that you can end up all splattered and covered and I think that's mm-hmm. fun in like a Jackson Pollock kind of sex <laughs> magic way just covered in these colorful splashes of your intention I love that Hmm. Sex magic ritual. That's playful. Yeah. I think I'm going to go back to the inner child. Like how can you support your inner child in sexual expression? Because that, you know, that's something maybe that needs some healing and some love because as a 
as a young person, we're told a lot about what our sexuality should look like. Maybe connecting with your inner child and doing a sex magic ritual to to heal that part of yourself and to let your inner child be free to express themselves creatively, sexually. And that can look like an actual self-pleasure ritual where you connect to the energy and maybe do a meditation where you go back to a specific memory where Mm. you felt shamed and rewrite the narrative and visualize your inner child and maybe communicate with her in this meditation like no it's okay you're safe you're allowed to express yourself you're allowed to be sexual you're allowed to play if you want to play and you know kind of heal those parts of yourself that's beautiful especially for people who've had like a first experience of masturbation that felt like that there was elements of shame I love the idea of going back to that experience and rewriting it Mm, yeah I'm just thinking about my first time. (laughs) I was like convinced that someone would be able to find out or like be able to tell that I'd done it. (laughs) But I remember I came downstairs and my mom was like, why do you look so flush? And I was like, I knew it. (laughs) Oh my God. He's just hot upstairs. Oh, I do have a funny story about the shame and masturbation thing. Recently, my boyfriend got an email from a random account that I guess got one of his old passwords to something to like his Facebook that he doesn't even use. And it was like, this used to be like your old password. We have masturbation videos of you that we are going to leak online if you do not send like 2000 Bitcoin to like this address or something. And it was like, you will live out the rest of your life in shame if you don't do that. <laughs> oh, no. oh my gosh. Yeah. It was ridiculous. He was like, I don't even have any, even if like they could like get into my computer, they would be really boring. Just be like him stoic. (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't care. I'd be like, that's fine. That's what I look like when I mess it. Like release it. Send me the money. I'll release it first. (laughs) Charge for it. Also Bitcoin. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. They just must spam a bunch of people and be like some scared motherfucker is going to send me some stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Shit. I bet that works. Well, this has been actually one of the most like bubbly, playful episodes we've ever recorded. And mm-hmm. it was really <laughs> fun. Coincidence. <laughs> so yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, maybe feel free to share with us some of your own experiences or if you try any of the rituals we've shared, we would love to hear from you. And I hope that you all find the space to be playful in a pandemic. And you all love babes. Hey there, Tosca here. So I wanted to take a quick moment to share with you all about how you can support the Sex Magic Podcast. If you haven't already, you should follow us on Instagram. We also have a Facebook page. Pretty much everything is under Sex Magic Podcast. You can also find us at sexmagicpodcast.com and we have all of our links there. But most importantly, we recently launched our Patreon and it's really important to support us because our collective of co-hosts offers a diverse perspective on sex and magic. Though we each come from various backgrounds and cultures, our unifying passion is to empower and explore sexuality, spirit, and the occult in a safe and approachable environment. Each week, we offer a new episode on a fresh subject in the realm of spirituality and sexuality. 
We interview a variety of guests from authors to psychologists to witches and beyond. We strive to share content that is educational, inspirational, and mystical. So join us on our journey through sex magic by supporting the work we do. Every dollar goes towards propelling us forward and will allow us to continue creating podcasts. By supporting our podcast, you'll join our community and be part of the conversation. Our Patreon patrons will gain access to various resources, rituals, recipes, and behind-the-scenes access. With more funding for our Sex Magic podcast, Coven can dedicate more time to crafting sacred offerings to our supporters, sex magic courses, videos, spell books, and we really would love for you to be part of our sexy little coven.